We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. You know, I wrongfully lambasted Price as a play, you know, somewhat infamously to uh, Skyler earlier this season and then he came through that was one of his big games and, and now I'm like fully and I was actually kind of liked Price even before that I don't know why that one particular day I chose to be like ah forget Price he's terrible but this is the fantasy soccer podcast from rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports for player news projections DFS lineup optimizers and more please visit rotowire.com slash soccer and now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Welcome in and welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Bramlett, and I'm here for a midweek Major League Soccer slate. And I am flying solo with another edition of the Solo Pod. Uh, not always easy to get the full band together here for a midweek slate with scheduling and whatnot and real life, con- uh, real world issues and everything. So. I decided to go with Solo. Um, I love to talk about Major League Soccer, and I love hearing the sound of my own voice, so it works out pretty well, and uh, this way there's no one to argue with me about my opinions, so I get to at least believe that I'm right until the slate locks and the games get played, and I see myself sinking further and further down the list of my contest page, but we're going to try to avoid that. We're going to try to break down what's a pretty good slate here uh, with some success, maybe get a a handle on some ways to go in building a lineup that is going to be a winner 
And it's a really nice slate. Uh, if you love Major League Soccer, what could be better than five midweek games to uh, satiate you and so you don't have to wait till the weekend, right? Uh, the, the soccer world is slowing down considerably with all the European leagues wrapping up and everything. So until some of these summer tournaments start, it's, it's all MLS all the time uh, for the most part. So hopefully you get a chance to get in some of these contests. If you, if you don't usually play MLS but you love DFS soccer, I mean, that, what, that's probably an even smaller group than than uh, soccer itself, right? But maybe you will uh, be tempted to come over to the dark side and play the American League. Uh, it's, we, uh, we have a lot of fun, and the secondary assists always make it a little bit extra wild. So we'd love to see some new people uh, in these contests. We got a $5 1K corner kick, which is pretty much the standard these days for Major League Soccer. Uh, whether it fills or whether it overlays, it really doesn't matter. That's just what their uh, contest computer is going to spit out anytime there's a few games. So that's the way it is. And uh, for more whining complaining about that, you can see me on Twitter at trippinb underscore, or you can join us in the Rotowire Discord at rotowire.com slash chat. And we talk about all things soccer and get all the whining and complaints and memes and jokes and trash talk and self-congratulatory backpats and screenshots and all those great things. If you're not part of the Rotowire Discord, but you play DFS soccer, what's wrong with you? I mean, that's where it's all happening, so come join us. As for this slate, as I alluded to, it's a pretty good one. Five games, and they're all stacked within an hour and a half of each other's start time, so it's not the worst when it comes to staggered starts. You got uh, a seven, one seven o'clock eight Atlanta and Minnesota United, then two seven thirties Philadelphia and Colorado, Montreal hosting Real Salt Lake, an eight o'clock game DC hosting the Fire, and then your nightcap is KC, Sporting KC hosting the Los Angeles Galaxy. Not a ton of lineup mysteries in those later games, so you should be pretty good to go in terms of expected starters will most likely get the start, and uh, you should be able to build a lineup you know, for the main lock and not worry too much about the staggered starts. We'll see. Maybe a couple questions in D.C., and uh, KC still has some of their injury problems as well. We don't know for sure if Zlatan's going to be back, although I think we can expect him. So that is obviously going to be a decision you're going to have to make, potentially, but hopefully you will have made it already by the time that game kicks off. If you look at the uh, Vegas odds breakdown of this slate, uh, the Union are actually the biggest favorite. Once again, they've been uh, in very good form lately. They're, they're showing up on some of these slates, as big, the bigger faves. And they are, again, they're hosting the Colorado Rapids, and uh, they are, you know, it's the second highest total on the slate. They're the biggest favorite. Odds are there's going to be some popular Union plays, but we'll get into this a little bit later. But it, it's kind of tough to pick a play from the Union. There, you know, if Ilsenio was starting, I probably wouldn't want to start him, but he's more of their super sub. So uh, I'll break that down in just a second. But, yeah, it's the Philadelphia conundrum is going to be a little interesting. Uh, Atlanta is going to be missing Tito Vialba. You might expect to see Justin Miram come in. We'll see. He's cheap, but he's not good. They are a big favorite, but I think you're going to want a little bit more reliable part of the Atlanta United attack, as uh, we will see in a second. The Impact are the third biggest favorite on the slate, hosting Real Salt Lake. And then the other two games, Sporting KC and the Galaxy, and DC United and the Fire, kind of pick them. The home teams are favored there slightly, but definitely a, a bit of a pick em feel uh, on that one. So 
We'll see. It could be could be good for fantasy though. Both those games, you know, I never mind to pick them if I want to get guys from both sides. We like to do things. We start at the top of the forward position, and it's a pretty top-heavy spot as it usually is, especially in Major League Soccer. Most of the options you're going to like are, are towards the high end, and there's not a lot of value forwards. And there's really one name at the very top of the list that you're going to want to put in a lineup, obviously, Wayne Rooney. Most expensive play on the slate, coming at 10.1. Just showing some remarkable consistency throughout the season, continuing in his second year in MLS. Uh, I didn't play him last time, last DC slate. I got murdered. He, he had a late uh, PK goal that, you know, some might have called it a bailout goal, except the problem was he already had I think 14 fancy points already before that to give him get him to like a total of 26. So he had already delivered on the floor value, and then he he just he it was, so you could call that an upside bailout, I suppose. Um, my lineup was already dead when that happened for the most part anyway, so it didn't really matter. But I was a little bit peeved that it happened anyway. Right below Wayne, you got Jack uh, Johnny Russell for KC. He had just an amazing game the other day, hat trick. I did have him in the lineup for his hat trick, so that was nice to see. Joseph Martinez, Ignacio Piatti, Katzper Prishbilko, or Shabilko, excuse me, uh, fell for that P myself. And then Zlatan Ibrahimovic, that's kind of your top tier of forwards uh, as far as, I guess you could put Quintero in there. You might as well go one down because then, then it gets really ugly after him. So let's if we're looking at 8,400 up to 10-1, you know, Rooney through Q, Rue through, Rue through Q, if you will, you know, it's a pretty... Interesting list. Any most of those guys are goal dependent, except for Rooney and Russell, who te, who take for, uh, you know set pieces for their team. So it's rare, really rare that you get that um, you know goal scoring forward who also takes set pieces for his team, bring the floor, and kind of does everything. And that's what you get in both Rooney and Russell, and that's why they're rightfully the the two most expensive guys on this slate. And I couldn't blame you for just jamming them both in. You know, that you expect floor from both of them, and they come with the upside. And I, like I said, I couldn't blame you for starting your lineup. Just bing, bang, boom, start those two. They're both at home. They're both reasonably decent favorites. And just go for it. But the problem is there's also a few other good options. You know, Joseph Martinez, I think he is 66% to score on the goal-scoring odds when I check the sheet. Uh, that's pretty good, obviously. <laughs> um, anything over 50, you got to take a look at it. When you look at 66%. You know, you don't want to rely on goal-scoring odds, things like that, to make all your plays, but that's a number that pops out at you. And he's found some pretty good form lately. They're at home. They're hosting Minnesota. You know, the recipe's there for him to score a goal, and possibly two. And, and at 9500 he still brings the upside even at that high price, you know, with, with the brace upside that he could he could make your lineup. He could be in part of a GPP win lineup. He could shore up your cash lineup even because he takes a lot of shots, and I, I like the form he's in. A little tough for me to jam him in a cash lineup over Rooney and Russell, like I said, because they have a little bit more dependable floor, but maybe it's a slight savings. Maybe you just like Atlanta. Obviously nothing wrong with playing Joseph. Ignacio Piatti, as we go down the list, I, I don't know. He he finally got back in the starting lineup the other day. We all know about Piatti's upside. I mean, this guy can he can score a hat trick or he can get two assists and a goal anytime. you know. I mean, and Piatti at home kind of a narrative right but I think he's he's finally getting back into action after a couple months off for injury and if you look at his he his last game before he was injured back in March was a you know a 32 point explosion you know with two goals 
five shots, three shots on goal, a couple fouls drawn. He, he's That's the type of game he can't. But you look at the game right before that, he had one fantasy point in 90 minutes. So the the volatility of Piotti this year is just not making him jump out to me as a play on this slate. He used to be a lot more dependable guy for floor. He used to take free kicks, used to take set pieces. He's lost kind of all that responsibility. And what it is, you're just looking at a guy who's sadly – formerly one of the best fantasy plays in Major League Soccer for the last couple of years, just really relegated to just a goal-dependent role, and he hasn't even he didn't even get 90 minutes in his start when he finally came back the other day. So I'm not going to recommend playing Piotti. Obviously, that sets up for a huge jinx that he breaks the slate, but I'm not going to do it. I, I would much rather go up to Joseph or Johnny or Re- Baby Wayne at that point. And if I need to go lower, I don't mind going a little lower because Katzborough Shabilko has just been awesome. The guy shoots and shoots and shoots. He's at a huge $9,100 salary, if I check that, against his past. He, that's a jump up from 86. He's been in the high eights the last couple. So his price has been up there for a while. He's the biggest favorite on the slate, the goal-scoring forward option for the slate. So I get it. They're playing Colorado. It's a great matchup. I uh, Shabilko has been... Scoring like Matt, he he's been awesome since he finally jumped into the starting lineup about, lineup about five games ago. But in this slate, as I kind of alluded to earlier, it's kind of hard to to like the Philly guys because they're all just a little bit overpriced. Ninety one hundred feels a little steep to pay for Shabilko when you can go four hundred more for Joseph, you can go seven hundred more for Russell, you can go four hundred less for Ibrahimovic, who's on the road, but probably just itching to go after a two-game suspension and, and just was scoring every game before that. KC's defense has been shored up a little bit, but I don't really love them to be able to keep uh, Zlatan off the score sheet. So I, I kind of expect Zlatan to score. You know, he's down. He's the what? He's the fifth most priced for. Excuse me. He's the sixth highest priced forward, and he's got the highest fantasy points per game. Now, obviously, there's a lot of Noise in that and, and just breaking things down to a simple fancy points per game, that doesn't tell you really any of the context as to how those points were scored, of course. But it does jump out of you. It, is, it does mean something. It may not mean much, but it does mean something. Uh, so you're getting a great value on Zlot and probably the best value you've had on him all season. It's going to be tough to avoid him. I mean, really tough to avoid him, I'll, I'll admit. But, again, you got better high-end options up top for floor for a cash lineup. But if you're building a GPP lineup, why the – wouldn't you play 8,700 for Zlatan? I don't, uh, because he can easily score just as much as all the guys that score that cost a lot more than him. So obviously he's in play for all formats. He's not the best cash play to me, but I think he's a solid GPP play, decent cash play. Couldn't hate you if you played him. And after saying all that, he'd probably get outscored by Shabilko. We'll see. Darwin Quintero, if you are my friend or you know me or you just follow my chatting or whatever in our Rotowire Discord, you know I love Darwin Quintero. He's my guy. He's just awesome. I, like, I've had him on a lot of his big games, I think, which kind of makes him, me so sympathetic to him. But this year, i got to admit, I, I, it took me a little while it, into this season, but this he's not really backing up the, the high esteem that he's held in by the uh, DK algorithm. He still tends to score... He was scoring a lot of points early. If I look look in his game log, he's hovering right around that eight nine points a game more recently. He hasn't really had the explosion, you know, for huge games. And even the one time he did have two goals about a month and a half ago, he still only had twenty eight points with those two goals. So 
the floor points for Quintero have kind of dried up, and his salary is starting to drop us a little bit because of that. But still at 8,400 on the road, I, I don't think he is going to be a key component of your cash lineup. He, he, if you really love him, you you know, and you still love those other forwards, you could put him in a midfield spot. He does have the dual eligibility, but most of those guys to have that dual, you're you're looking at to play in a forward spot. You're you're not really like glad that a a guy has MF, so you can put him in mid. You're glad that he has MF, so you can put him in forward. So uh, I'd probably favor, you know, Jefferson Sabarino for a little bit cheaper. Kind of a similar play to Quintero there now, just with the way their games have developed. Keep an eye out for uh, Busio for KC. He's he's kind of been like their super sub lately. He he doesn't always start, but really active player when he comes in. His salary's up a little bit, but he's a GP plea. P play if he starts that I think could be kind of sneaky. I, th- I think he's got the ability at 7,600 to put up a, a similar score to those guys in the 9s and 10s if if he has a huge game. And I wouldn't put it completely past him at home with KC kind of figuring things out a little bit. Not a core play, but something to keep an eye on. Um, as, as we keep going down, I'm skipping a few guys. A lot of these guys are out that I'm skipping. If if I'm skipping a guy you like, well, hey, good for you. Um Play them because I <laughs> play them against me because you'll make me pay, right? But I don't see a ton that I really love as I go down this forward list. Uh, I, I can mention names. You know, Antunia's played well for LA. It's going to depend. His scoring tends to go down. His fantasy scoring tends to go down with Zlatan in the lineup, if, if I recall. He, I don't know that he, he's been, he was Zlatan out the last two games. He kind of had a resurgence. I, I'm not going to be really looking to him a lot on the road with Z back in the lineup necessarily. And I, I really I don't really like the Chicago guys on the road that much. Uh, I don't really like Novio at home, I, although he's okay. Oconquo has actually been better than Novio in the last few games, and he's a little bit cheaper. So, but I really, if I was gonna go down to the value forwards, the name that it kind of jumps out at me is Sam Johnson for Real Salt Lake at fifty seven hundred. You know, good goal scorer, likes to shoot. Road matchup at Montreal, but that's not too much to be afraid of. And I don't know. I just I don't hate Big Sam this week. I, he he's been a little bit of an off and on player. If you look, you know he's he's definitely goal dependent. He's going to need a goal to get double. He's not going to get double digits without scoring a goal. But he is cheap, and uh, he's not in the worst matchup. So I don't hate taking a shot there. Uh, super cheap below that. I mean, you're hurting. Um, you're really hurting. Uh, like I mentioned, Miram earlier could get a start. Forty-eight hundred. Uh, I mean, if he's if he's your last guy in, I, I'm not going to hate it. But he hasn't not been too productive, even as he's been getting minutes. He's maybe finally settled into the Atlanta system, and and if if he goes out and plays like Tito Vialba for forty-eight hundred, then actually you'd be pretty happy. But I don't know that he quite has that in him, so I'm going to hold off judgment. And uh, some of these other guys could get spot starts. Slight outside chance, maybe you see Zoltan Stieber come in with uh, Ariola injured, I believe, but I think it's unlikely, and I don't think you'd want to play him unless Rooney was out for some reason. If Rooney's out, then obviously you go to Zoltan, but if Rooney's in, it, the time has shown us that uh, Zoltan's not going to do much with, with Rooney out there. So uh, That's the forward position. I'm going to say spend up. Spend up, and if you go lower than Cantero, if you go lower than Savarino, or, you know, then... I personally think you'll find yourself in trouble, but what do I know? Let's move on to the midfield real quick. And uh, 
you know, a couple of the the MF guys are in there, Piotti, Quintero. I'm not going to be looking to them. And so then a couple of the other good options like Alessandrini and Barco are out. And all of a sudden you look at one of the first real quote-unquote playable guys is Bofo Sacedo for Real Salt Lake, 8,200. And you're like, wait a minute, 8,200 for Bofo? What the what? The what? I mean, that's the first time I think he's ever been over 8,000. Actually, I, he was earlier this year, so there you go. Um he scores a lot of goals, but not a floor player, not a midfield floor play uh, for cash. And so I think you're going to do a lot better going down to the home side of that matchup and tight air for 8000 Really great price for him, I think, uh, especially, you know, compare – you look at all the guys above him that I would almost consider borderline unplayable. The, the midfield position pretty much starts with tight air for me. I, I like him a lot, his game – gets he racks up stats across the categories and has some set you know some set pieces it it, kind of fluctuates a little bit but he generally has all the set pieces and he's just a guy that likes the ball at his feet and likes to do stuff with it so i I never hate him in fact i i always love him for fantasy really and i i I think he's probably a core building block tomorrow Uh, i could or wednesday night excuse me i could be wrong i could be right but uh, we will find out and i'll have money on the line depending on uh whether he does turn into one of those core building blocks uh, Alexander Katai, you know, he's on the road. He's at D.C. D.C. does allow a lot of crosses. If you look on your Rotowire cheat sheet and scroll down to the bottom, there's a what I consider a pretty helpful little chart of team stats conceded per match. Uh, it's not always great on a small slate, but on a bigger slate like this, is it's kind of nice. Um, if you look, D.C. United has con- conceded the most crosses per 90 minutes of any team on the slate and that's two more per 90 or per match excuse me than the next closest competitor Real Salt Lake so Katai guy likes to cross he, he hasn't really had the set piece duties but you know you figure DC the way DC's game sets up is that uh, defense is actually kind of nice for the way Katai attacks I think so I don't love it on the road but he is a productive player and I think he's someone you could consider I don't think I'll be playing him but you could consider um I had mentioned Ilsenio earlier. I, again, he's not a standard uh, starting 11 guy for Philly. He's kind of the super sub of theirs. and But he does so good as a sub that his price is way up. So uh, you're probably not going to play him, but he may end up once again being the highest scoring Philadelphia DraftKings player just by virtue of coming in and dominating Um You know, it's too bad that the guys who actually start are, no, are not good. He's actually more expensive than, like, Fabian and Aaron's and, and even uh, Fafa Pico. So it's just kind of funny how um, their most expensive guy, because he's so good, doesn't even start. Maybe their uh, maybe their coach needs to play some DraftKings. Huh? Who knows? But uh, you go even lower than him, and you, there you got Pity Martinez, who very off and on, and has definitely not really jumped in and you know taken this league by storm necessarily the way. You know, Atlanta's earlier uh, South American signing, Miguel Almiron, did a couple of years ago. But he hasn't been bad for DraftKings, you know, in in an up-and-down season on the on the real-life pitch. I mean, he's averaging double-digit points for on DK. He's at home in a great matchup. He's 7,800. He's cheaper than some guys that won't even be playing. So you definitely got to consider Pity as, as, a, as a guy that uh, you might want to build around, you know. If you go up a, a Pity, tight air, and uh, – Rooney and Russell as your as your big starting four, let's say. It's going to be a little pricey, but let me just plug that in and see what it looks like. And 
that leaves you with 3600 per for your two defenders, goalkeeper, and utility. So it's going to be a little bit tough to uh, put those four guys in as your core, but it wouldn't be a bad scenario in a dream team for sure. Um, so if you do end up having to look a little cheaper, though, you know, you don't have to go too much farther down to see our boy Rusnak, who continues to deliver and has always been one of the best DFS plays for the last few years in MLS and obviously better at home. But even on the road, he's been able to get it done. Montreal, I don't fear. So 7600 for Rusnak is a good good price for sure. Not as big a fan of Gressel, Arudi, Acosta. Montairo for Philadelphia. Even Montairo is, is more expensive than Fafa Pico, which is crazy to me because Fafa, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I just like Fafa Pico. I think he's good. He doesn't always, maybe it's, his game doesn't always translate as well to fantasy as it does in real life. We say that about a lot of guys. But for some reason, I kind of like him here in this home matchup against Colorado. Again, you, all the Philly guys are kind of overpriced in a way, so I'm, I'm kind of looking for some of the cheaper ones. And, and Pico and Aronson kind of jump out to me a little bit more than uh, Shabilko and Fabian. And so we'll have to see what their, their 11 looks like, obviously. Um, Jan Gregus, you know, quietly just getting it done for Minnesota. I, I had talked about how Quintero was no longer the floor and upside god that he was last year because... His floor has just been completely eroded by Jan Gregus, who, not the most exciting fantasy player. He, he sits back a little bit in that defensive mid-roll. He's on the road against Atlanta, but he's also taken the most set pieces, excuse me, the second most set pieces of any other player on the slate behind Wayne Rudy. I mean, that's ahead of Pity, that's ahead of Russell, that's ahead of Rusnak, that's ahead of Tidare. So this is a guy who's racking up set pieces, and we know what set pieces bring to DraftKings fantasy soccer. You know, they, they give you a chance to score more points with assists. They give you a chance to just rack up floor. You, you know, you can get the corner that gets deflected out for another corner and all that stuff. So Grey Goose has a way of getting there. I mean, he's his, I mentioned this before. It's not the best gauge, but just a quick guy. You know, it's 10.7 fantasy points per game for 6,800 is pretty nice, even on the road in a not great matchup, but not terrible. I mean, Atlanta's defense, I mean, they're, they're not – too much to fear. We saw the the lead they just threw away the other day uh, in the closing minutes, and and uh, that reaction shot of Frank DeBoer just just you know losing it on the sideline. I think kind of burned on my brain for the next few months anyway. Uh, at least until he gets fired. Um, keep going down, and you're finding some overpriced LA Galaxy midfielders on the road in Lejet and Pontius. Probably not going to be shelling out for them. This slate, Omar Brownie, kind of a nice player at home. He's probably my second favorite Montreal option behind the obvious tight air, uh, depending on where he lines up and what it looks like with Piotti. But for 5,900, he's not bad. Uh, Brendan Aronson continues to play great soccer and continues to get very limited playing time. He, I think he had three big chances created in the first half last game and was rewarded for that by being subbed off at halftime. So, um not always sure what's going on with Aronson's playing time, but he is a home potential set-piece taker if Fabian's out uh, as the biggest favorite against Colorado, 5,900. I mean, it's all right there for you. This could be an Aronson breakout game for sure. I would not be – I'm not necessarily calling that, but I would never be surprised to see it happen in this in this like perfect spot. 
and a great price. Um, I'm a little worried about that playing time, though. It's tough. It's tough to jam him in. Frankowski, uh, my boy. I think I'm the only one that ever plays him outside of when it's not a showdown, but I, I do love him. And uh, he tends to get it done. Another guy who will be crossing against that, you know, D.C. setup that kind of entices big, uh, crosses. We'll see. He's he's been in decent form in the last few Chicago games. He's fifty seven hundred. Uh, don't love going to road guys. I think there's enough good home options on this slate that you're not going to need to go there. But I, I'd be remiss to not at least shout out Frankowski. Croze played you know a false nine for KC the other day. He's played left back. He's played defensive mid. He's played false nine. He plays all over the pitch, and he played. What I'm going to argue was like a really bad game for real soccer and yet somehow like fell into like two assists. So, uh, I mean, what can you do? Uh, he And he even had a, like a hockey assist on the third goal, but it was such I – mean, it was so far back and it was actually a back pass that like it was rightfully not credited. But he was the, you know, the pass before the pass but on one of the goals that he didn't get an assist credit. So, Croze doing it to it. Um, I like him a little bit. On a smaller slate, I don't love them here. Uh, Sam Nicholson, MLS Team of the Week performance uh, last week. He was awesome. Just And he racked up a bunch of points. He had, uh, for a 5,400, he had 10 floor points and threw an assist on the top against Columbus for just a huge game. And he only even played 67 minutes. So probably could have even got to 20 if he'd had a chance to stay in. This is probably not the spot for him at Philadelphia, obviously, but... It could be a lot worse, and he's a guy who's coming on. As we go down the list, though, it starts to get a little ugly at that point. Uh, Ethan Finley is up to 4,300 now. I know some people have been relying on him when he was at the sub-4K, came through with some nice performances recently. And uh, I missed him. I wasn't playing him on those slates, and I think I'm going to continue to miss him. I don't expect to play him here. And now we get to possibly the biggest mystery on on this entire slate, and the biggest mystery in DraftKings DK Soccer, which is what does Jack Price have to do to climb up above 4K? Because this guy is perpetually 4K. It doesn't matter. He comes in with 12 points. He gets 6 points. He gets 6 points. He gets 12 points. And But he, every once in a while, he just has that dud that like keeps his his, uh, his salary down. So it's he, he's really like the – you can't really call him the sneaky value because everyone knows about him, but – He's just a guy you almost have to just plug in, whether it's at mid or util or you just put him at utility because that's the salary you have left after building the rest of your lineup. Like it's tough to see. I know I took you know I wrongfully lambasted Price as a play, you know, somewhat infamously to uh, Skyler earlier this season, and then he came through. That was one of his big games, and and now I'm like fully. And I was actually kind of liked Price even before that. I don't know why that one particular day I chose to be like. I forget price. He's terrible, but uh, I had been on him before. But now I'm like fully on board again. I'm back on the price train. Uh, the price is right, obviously. You know that, and that little uh, play on words works in about seven different ways because he's got a great salary. He's got all the set pieces. He's in a tough matchup. That's what I will give you. But the, he's just always seemed to deliver. I mean, like he he does have the dud potential. And if you look at his duds, his real big duds were at Chicago, at home against KC. Other than that, he he always brings you at least five points, no matter whether it's home, road, tough opponent, weak opponent. He so for four K, you're you're locking in six points. I mean, I think you just got to do that. That's just me. Uh, keep an eye out also for Dion Pereira. Uh, he I mentioned Miram. 
I don't really like Miram if he starts in place of Vialba, but I love Pereira if he starts in place of Vialba, which he did last game, and he wasn't that great. He he only came through with two and a half in 78 minutes, and he had been getting like three or four points you know, in 20-minute cameos that he'd been doing before that, so I had really high, uh, really high um, expectations. Then he blew it on his first start. I'm not too scared. I'm going to go back to the well in a good matchup, and if I see Dion Pereira in at 3,900, I may not need the salary necessarily, although I have mentioned a lot of expensive options that are that I'll be looking at, so maybe I will. But, uh, yeah, Price and Pereira, those are my two cheapos that I really like. Down below that, it it's all kind of a crapshoot. I'm sure there's a guy that I'm going to skip over that someone's going to be like, oh, what? this guy's a lock for me, but I, I, I don't know. It, it depends. Uh, Jimmy Madranda, he came on in a sub-appearance and, Got a shot off, you know, one minute, one shot, uh, playing his first game in over a year um, because he had such a major knee injury. It, I don't expect him to start, but maybe a slightly, you know, potential value as well. KC does change up their lineup a little bit with all their issues. So just give a look for Jimmy Madranda at 3,800. I think he could probably get you six to seven points probably if he if he ran out there for an hour so. We shall see, but that's one where it's going to be the late game of the night, so you probably won't end up being there. Uh, that is one of those few games that you kind of few like lineup things you might be waiting for towards the end that you would not want to get stuck with if it didn't go your way. So, with that, we can go on to defense, and we find the Philly play that I actually really love uh, in this spot where they're the highest favorite, and he is a little overpriced at fifty eight hundred for a fullback, and I know. Uh, if you've listened, you've heard my speeches about how fullback pricing on DK is so suspect because it goes up so fast and comes down so slow. But Kai Wagner is the man. He's he he brings he brings the heat. He's had a, he's had just an awesome awesome season in uh, first year in MLS. He has a bunch of assists. He I think he has assists in three of his last five games. If I'm looking four on the year, he you know he's going to get you. Probably six floor points with the assist upside and the clean sheet upside. So really good shot to get double digits from Kai and is the biggest favorites on the slate and not a ton of other options that I love from that team. I think it's safe to say that I'll be looking to find a way to get Wagner into the lineup for sure. He, he's been one of the better newcomers in MLS this year for sure. And I think they got him from like a second-tier German team, so uh, good scouting on that one for Philly. Other than that, I don't <laughs> I don't really love a lot of these expensive fullbacks. I could consider Felcher at fifty two hundred, but he's on the road. I could consider Broke Guillard for Montreal at fifty one hundred, but he has kind of fallen off lately. I don't mind. I, I probably would look a little harder at Franco Escobar forty nine hundred than some of the guys above him, but he has not been starting a ton. They've been uh, messing around. The 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 right and left backs for Atlanta have changed. Game to game, quite a lot between Escobar, Shea, and Parkhurst, and whatnot. So, this could be the spot to break out Pedroso. He he's been solid for DC United since he got there, but um, not not spectacular. Solid, but not spectacular. Uh, it's a good matchup at home against Chicago. So I don't hate you if you if you end up on him. If you're you know you find you got forty five hundred for your last defender, and you're like oh, Pedroso, ah, let's go for it. But not my total favorite. I would actually like a little bit more for a couple hundred bucks cheaper. Nico Hassler, the uh, pride of Liechtenstein, who is finally defender eligible since after playing 
right back for KC for the last month or so. Uh, but he kept his midfield eligibility. He's finally defender eligible, and I, I can see getting him in there. He's 4,200, has a decent enough – I don't really love his clean sheet upside because he's facing Zlatan, and I, I said earlier I expected Zlatan to probably score. But Hassler's been getting really involved in the attack. He had a really beautiful pass uh, to set up Croizet's assist last match uh, on Russell's first goal. And really, I mean, it was it was one of the better passes I've seen – in a while, it just it just nice vision and uh, Croze fell onto it and somehow didn't muck it all up. But I like Hassler. I've always liked his game. I liked him when he played for Toronto, and I, I like him in this spot for forty two hundred for sure. Um, he's kind of one of the cheaper fullbacks till we start getting to some center backs too. Anyway, with uh, LGP and Diallo popping up, you know some center backs who tend to be, get a little bit higher of the pricing spectrum because of their shooting propensity, um, somewhat. Late in games, especially. Uh, although LGP, he might have to get benched for uh, what he did last game. Uh, <laughs> I had kind of alluded it to or, or alluded alluded to it earlier, but that uh, that goal they gave up to RSL in the 90th minute, that that walk off from uh, Savarino was just LG. All it was LGP was very culpable on that. So uh probably won't really get benched but man that's that's going to be a tough one to live down maybe I'm that's just the Atlanta United fan of me speaking but Ray Gaddis hashtag shoot ray shoot uh is gaining steam on Twitter but unfortunately I'm not sure if this is going to be the one where he pulls off the goal we've all been waiting for although at home against Colorado you might want to play him anyway for 3800 I mean just roll out Wagner and Ray and uh call your defense good right I I, I don't hate it I don't love it uh, your cheap cheapos, your Skelvics, your Sinoviches, your Toyas, your Herreras, your Vineses, uh, these guys. Let me see if I uh, your Eric Miller. Oh, no, he's out now. <laughs> your Calvos. You know, the cheap fullbacks that may get you something huge or may get you a yellow card and two fouls committed. You never know. I've advocated for a lot of pricey midfield and forward options like always, so you may have be stuck finding your value in the defender spot, but I don't think you want to go lower than Gaddis unless you're just pure punting, and at that point I would probably grab a center back instead of a fullback and pair with a set-piece taker and hope to get a goal. But Anyway, that is uh, the positional breakdown of this slate, and uh, as always, pick your favorite goalkeeper. I won't belabor you too much with my opinions there. I think you're going to love some of the choices you get to make if you make them correctly. And uh, that is what makes for a good slate, right? You got sort of a group of five or six forwards that are all in a similar price range that you kind of pick your favorite and spread the same in midfield and defender. I think it's obvious that you kind of go for the one stud and the one cheapo. So should be a fun slate again. Let's get everybody in there. Let's get this thing filled, and we may be doing it in vain as far as trying to influence what DraftKings does for growing, but we can the least we can do is try. So hope everybody has a great midweek slate. Uh, I expect the guys to be back to tell me all the things I was wrong about on a future episode, but hopefully you enjoyed this solo dive deep into the slate, and if you want to hit me up at B underscore on Twitter, I'd love to talk with the uh, fellow players and share ideas there and uh get to the road wire discord like i mentioned earlier if you if you're not already in there uh, what are you waiting for so for myself and the rest of the guys in absentia 
Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.